You're listening to Brown on Brand, featuring Matthew Brown on Thumbstopper.fm. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back. And over the last several months, we've been uh, onboarding an employee named Emmanuel Jones. Um, he's used to being behind the camera and on the microphone, and he has a YouTube channel called Depression Talks. Is that right? Yep, Depression Talks with Emmanuel. That's awesome, and welcome. Thank you. Welcome thank to you. Brown on Brand. This is about to be so awesome. I'm just glad to be here. To yeah, no, have. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, accepting my uh, offer to have a, um, you know, somebody that's kind of pioneering, uh, you know, video and uh, information on the web for people. And I think you're just a, a remarkable individual, a unique person. Um, you know, I fell in love with your personality uh, from the very get-go. To me, you're somebody that just brings sunshine into a room. Um, I was surprised to, to kind of see, um, you know, some of the things that you've put together online because mm -hmm. it's it's very deep and can be very dark, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to some people. But I got to tell you, after kind of researching it a little bit, it's it's got to be quite a relief for you to be able to let that pressure valve off and maybe share those opportunities. And I've never talked to you about that since you've been here personally. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, you traveled to New York with me uh, right. on the Vayner trip. And uh, I wanted you to have that experience. You were brand new, right? Yeah, I've never been to New York. And you were just a few days old on the That's Us train. Yeah, uh, a week. Yeah, one week. Yeah, okay, one good. Week or something like that. And, and what did I yeah. do? I probably came into your office and said, "Guess what? You're going to New York." That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> it was like, that's, "Hey, you're going to New York, and we want you to film it." And that's funny. Yeah, it was it was awesome. But uh, kind of to your to your earlier point of, you know, it was it was a surprise to you that you know I dealt with uh, you know depression or you know I have bipolar depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that interesting because a lot of people think that. You know, if you see somebody look happy all the time, that right. they're always happy. Yeah, but that's not always the case. Yeah, Robin Williams. Exactly. I mean, he's a comedian. I mean, he made people smile yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's always interesting to see how people. Um, there's such a stigma behind mental health that people don't understand that somebody could be going through something because of how the outside looks, when something on the inside could be totally different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think. Um, you know, there are a lot of scenarios, but I look at people that are very funny and sarcastic mm -hmm. and typically uh, that's a sign of intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of, you know, the more, you know, you think deeply about things, um, you know, some things on this planet can really depress you yeah. and it can be a number of different things. And then combined with mental, you know, health issues um, and, you know, and it's so important, right, to be mentally stable. There's a lot of conversation out there about you know physical wellness and right. you know how to eat right and meal prep and you know working out and getting your exercise but it, it is this is a there is a stigma behind this mm -hmm. uh the mm -hmm. mental health and people are scared to talk about it oh yeah and it might be because there are more people with a lot more problems than we want to admit and we've Ooh. been masking a lot of that i never thought about it from that perspective uh i think a part of the reason why there's such a stigma behind it is because the majority of the population does not have a mental health illness. So when you hear somebody come up to you and say, I am depressed, they're like, okay, well, everybody deals with depression. Sure. Uh, but 
when somebody has a mental illness, that's different. And people don't seem to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. How could you understand it when the majority, um, don't yeah, quite, don't quite, get it, if yeah. you will. that's hard for me to believe because of the majority of people I run into, um, including myself, mm-hmm. you know, see everybody has their issues. Yes. Yes. And, Certainly, there are horrible chemical imbalances mm-hmm. um, for some people that might, uh, you know, that might need help through right. either a medication or mental therapy or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But tell me about depression talks with a manual. What I mean, how long ago did you start this? So I started YouTube. Uh, it'd be three years ago. Okay, this fall. Um, and how many videos are we? <laughs> I have done a million. Three hundred million. Yeah. I, I have done now uh, three hundred and three videos. That's a lot. That's it like a million. A it feels like a million. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like a million. Uh, but depression talks to the manual started last year okay. in January, and I'm really happy to say, like now, the community's just crossed eight thousand eight hundred. Okay. And um, yeah, wow. I mean that's big. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's awesome. It's it's always a good feeling when you're impacting people in a positive way. It is, yeah. And I'm really drawn to your whole character around that. You know, diving back and maybe a little bit deeper. So what caused it? So what caused what caused you to launch this? Uh so throughout my my life, people have kind of always said two things. They've always said I'm a light in this world and that people gravitate towards me. Mm-hmm. But they also said that That's true. Thank you, thank you. Um, they also said that like people always come up to me for advice and what I wanted to do was think of a way, like at first I started off with trying to help everybody with everything, mm-hmm. relationships, mm-hmm. Uh, vlogging, everything. Yeah, yeah. But then what I realized is that after going through some, some personal things myself, okay. uh, some heavy things myself, yeah. it was time for me to take it to a bigger stage and yeah, help yeah. other people that going through the same things that I was going through. Well, did something tragic happen that you launched this video platform? Yes. Uh, and, um, you know, it's going to get heavy. So if you're listening to this, you know, just yeah, understand yeah, well, it's going to get heavy. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so dealing with bipolar depression, um, that's actually why I have this tattoo my my arm, uh, number 25 with a semicolon representing uh, a pause in someone's life. But that mm-hmm. sentence is not over. Okay. So what happened was I... Uh, went through a severe, you know, breakup and I dealt with depression my whole life. But during this instance, um, after this breakup, my depression got worse mm-hmm. and I actually attempted uh, suicide. Oh, wow. And people are scared to say that word suicide. I know, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's something that many people think about, think it's yeah. the answer, but it's not. Yeah. Anyways, after that, I took a month break from YouTube and I decided, you know what? I'm not going to hide this anymore. <coughs> this tragic thing happened mm-hmm. and it changed my life and it changed my perspective okay. and, it, and it helped me understand that I'm not the only person going through this and I don't want other people that do go through this to feel alone. Yeah, yeah. So that's what sparked this channel, this, yeah. this switch in good, good. this channel. And what kind of things do you talk about? I mean, is it do you get into life and things that that are helping you gear your life differently? So, yeah, the, the channel right now is a combination of advice videos talking about how to deal with low moments, um, how to deal with even confidence, self-esteem, anxiety. Okay. And then it's also a combination of me expressing my own depression and okay. um, making it an open topic. So that way, like recently I went through a, I would say a phase, a low moment. And I put a video out there talking about exactly how I felt. And yes, it's very vulnerable, 
but so many people was like, thank you so much. Like, I know I'm not alone. Like, I can't believe other people feel this way and so many things like that. Yeah. When I hear you talk to people um, and when I see your passion and what I'm interested in as an employer, first and foremost, is, um, you know, you're just your your dedication and your, um, you know, talent around a, a specific group of products or department. And um, I've seen you come into you're a big piece of you're the post production side of, um, you know, our video podcast and so many other things that we do uh, around our website and kind of our long brand marketing mm -hmm. uh, department. And I'm just, it, it, you know, it's amazing to me, um, somebody that, that, that can come in, be part of an organization. And I was just blown away, um, you know, that, that you had this part of your life and that you had kind of opened up to me a little bit about it on our trip mm -hmm. to New York. And I didn't get a gist for, um, exactly what it was, but I, but I said, I wanted to come in and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because after just quickly glancing the subjects and the titles of depression talks with a manual mm -hmm. on YouTube, and I hadn't had time again to, to watch any of them, but I could tell there was a focus on helping others. And I genuinely, you know, just, I see that about you every day and I, and I'm amazed because from the outside to me, you're one of the most outgoing, positive, personal people. Thank I, you, you know, in, in several months, I ask you, you know, most mornings, hey, how's it going? Or we run into each other. And you just strike me as the person that you really mean what you say. Thank and you. I, thank yeah, you. Yeah. So I, um, I appreciate I do really appreciate you saying that. I, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, um, when you what are your thoughts of how people when they say, like, how are you doing today? Do you think people generally are asking that or do you think that it's kind of a quick conversation? Man, now you're going to flip the script on me and get <laughs> real deep. Yeah. Um, my sense um, about most humans today is that unfortunately they're in the gerbil wheel mm. and um, it's wash, rinse and repeat every day for most people. And um, coupled with, uh, viewing the world from a lens now differently than we used to. We used to be very village-oriented or very local-oriented where, you know, at most you were going to pick up a magazine or a newspaper. You were going to get outside information. And for the most part, you were going to interact with other human beings. Right. I think human beings need that interaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, and I hate to say this out loud, but I think some of the programming um, that we have as a human species, the progression we have as a human species, I think this this digital programming, mm -hmm. it's, you know, Elon Musk said, you know, several months ago that we're already cyborgs and we don't know it. And that was ahead of, you know, his latest launch with being able to connect data to the brain and all that. Right, right. But I, I mean, if you think about it, how, you know, what is a cyborg? It's like part human and part robot. And, you know, today we're programmed to pick up our phones whenever we have a question and right. we Google something or we, you know, we're browsing through content or whatever, and we're absorbing information mm -hmm. at a much faster pace. So I think humans are adapting and I don't know what that's doing to our mental health. I am not a professional. I'm right. a tech CEO, uh, you know, and, and so that this is not my forte. But, you know, I guess taking you the long way home, a lot of people that I run into, hey, how are you doing when you interact with them? Mm -hmm. I, the answer is, I think most of the time it's they might as well record it on their phone, 
hello, my answer is I'm doing fine. Right. And that way, when somebody asks you, it might be a little more genuine that you could just play it on your phone. That's true. Than coming out of your mouth. And that's me included. You know, that's me included. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes it's, you know, you, it depends on where you catch people, you know, did their, did their spouse just say, Hey, you, you know, goofy, you, you know, did something really drastic, like canceled my, canceled my Amazon order. Um, you know, so you never know what people are in the middle of, but I think my answer would be, um, my short answer would be that I don't think it's as genuine as it could be right. for a number of different reasons. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think that it's not like every single time you ask somebody, how are you doing? You got to be going to a deep conversation about yes, how they're doing. Yes, but yeah. I do think that there is value in when you ask somebody like, how are you doing? And they say, I'm good. I'm like, no, like, how are you really doing? Oh, that's why you do that to me. <laughs> no, because I really, I genuinely <laughs> yeah, like yeah. want to know how you're actually doing. Because like you said earlier, everybody goes through something. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody has problems in their lives. Sure. And sometimes you feel like you're in a moment where you can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or you have nobody to talk to about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so that's why I ask you that question. And every once in a while, that's right, is, is when you're able to vocalize uh, mm-hmm. something it it is it's therapy it's yeah, therapy it's like it, it is small too. you know it's fr- it is freeing mm-hmm. right when you can talk about that and maybe some people don't know how to do that maybe we've gotten away from that Ooh. um you know what i mean yeah. just in general maybe we've just gotten away from it but we're we're certainly progressing as a species with the amount of data to us and you know when you talk about mental health i have two teenage daughters mm. and i can't tell you you know stemming over from just the conversation about what's online and what we're digesting but young women today and young men mm-hmm. young men they're having a problem with this you know the the you know gary vaynerchuk explains it as giving a fuck about what others think of you and letting that go you know the you know that that's the true level of freedom and and i do i know so many people and i battle with my daughters every day going forget about what you're seeing that everybody else is doing concentrate on the things that you want to do and the you things that you're thinking are important and stay young as long as possible and don't worry about you know being sexy and there's just there's there's it's a separate demand than what was yeah. you know we you know this the the older generation talks about the millennials and it's like shut the fuck up <laughs> there's so much positive to what young people are kind of bringing in it's like when i hear people talking about young people bad i'm like man you what you really ought to do is focus on embracing it they're different yeah. they're different than you they're much smarter than you they have so much more information at their disposal than you ever had. And that's, that's what true. these older people are scared of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you know, the, the American dream that used to be the, the white picket fence and the two and a half children and, mm-hmm. and the, the dogs, the, cats. Know, the dogs <laughs> and the cats and the responsibility and being in the same place over and over and over again and then calling it a life. I mean, shut up. To, to the point of how, like, the information overload you yeah. know, let's kind of call it that. It, it is. It is. Infor- it's information inf- overload. It, it is. Because never in history have we been at a point where we receive so much information every day. It's all about how you absorb it, like you said. Yes. Um, and what you absorb. And and to your earlier, you said that you know the whole entire comparison thing. It's gotten pretty bad when yeah. it comes to like the millennials and youth and as a whole. Comparison has been something we deal with forever. But yeah, yeah. It's to me the reason why. Uh, social media is affecting mental health even more is because it's so easy to compare your life to somebody else's fake life. Yeah, yeah. Think about it this way. 
how often do you hear people when they post something are they crying are they yeah. talking about how hard things are no yeah. they're po- they're smiling yes. they're posting their best moments yes but many people don't understand that so they compare their lives to right. some, somebody's life that's not actually real it's like i can't believe the number of people that you know sit in front of a television i, I don't like what's more um you know emotionally or mentally you know damaging is sitting in front of a tv and watching the bachelorette is that healthy mm. right or 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 better yet you know one of these reality shows um you know the the and and the 40s and 50s and 60 year old people they're tuned into that stuff right is that it, and so I, I you know not trying to you know draw a straight comparison but you're right. exactly right it's like what 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 are you tuned into yeah. and what are you comparing your life to do you yeah. think that that's real life it's not reality it's not real life <laughs> it's not it's not re- it's, it's not, not real, real life. life it's not real yeah. life but we we want it to be yeah we we wish our lives were the the what glitz and glamour is how you say yeah. right we wish it was like that all the time but it's, it's just not and um that's why again you know when it comes to depression talks with the manual i post the good yeah i post the bad yeah yeah and all of it's real yeah you know um and as long as you're being authentic with yourself then you you know you're as long as you're feeling authentic with yourself then you know you're going to be in a good place mentally right it's when you start to post only the good moments that you realize like, wow, like this is not, you look at your own feed and you're like, this yeah. is, this isn't real. This isn't my life. This isn't, yeah. this isn't really my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you, you know, and, and I think a lot of people have a hard time sharing that stuff too. And mm-hmm. you know, there yeah. are, I can't imagine my social media, you know, the debate I would have with that is, is that sometimes I see think people post things that it's like, Oh, you know, and I'm, and I'm sure you've seen it too, to where it's, it's so personal and it Mm. involves somebody else. Oh yeah. You know know what I mean? So what is the balance to that? Like how, what's the, what's the, what's the balance to, you know, sharing that stuff and and not just being, you know, too much information and, Mm. and, 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 and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's what social media needs is a balance. Maybe that's, maybe that's why everybody likes the reality shows and the glamour and glitz uh, Instagram models because they don't have to think about their own life. And, and, and maybe the village needs to share that. I don't know. Well, and, and my, so from what I've learned is that when you do put your personal stuff, it's hard to put, it's hard to find that balance. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's my answer because what I'm realizing is that the more, like, I'm very vulnerable. I think it's hard for a lot of people to engage with that. Well, like, sometimes I want to put, and I have, like, if I have close friends and they put something up on a relationship or whatever, I've pinged them and said, hey, dude, you might want to reread this and rethink, rethink it, it, rethink it, rethink it. Yeah. But, like, if somebody's posting stuff about themselves, that's one thing. Yeah. But if somebody's posting something involving somebody else, that's that that's, might, when, that's when it's like yeah, you're crossing boundaries, in does. my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, what I, what I kind of see, though, is that when I post my personal stuff, sometimes it's hard to do that because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference between virtual life and real life. Sure. And when you post something online, it's so much easier to put that stuff online and, you know, you can kind of forget about it. But then it, hit, it hits you when you walk into the office or you walk it to, you know, you're going out and your friends say, hey, I saw your video. Yeah, hey, yeah. I saw that. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, so to answer that question of that, what's that balance? I think that comes down to each person. But 
it crossing the line when you're involving somebody else. That's, yeah, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. So backing up a little bit, um, you know, to where we got into, um, you know, the time you were so low in your life that you had actually, um, you know, tried to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, what would you say to somebody um, that even has the, you know, what happens? Is that is it something that you think about, or is that something that hits y'all at once and and and, you know, just doing some of the videos and talking to people that have had those same type of experiences. If somebody's thinking about that, what 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 do they need to do? Uh, so first, I do want to say, like, I'm not a professional counselor, you know, or therapist. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is all just based upon my own personal experience sure. and talking to people. Yeah. Uh, first, I would do is if you are thinking about suicide, is that you would call the suicide hotline. That's mm-hmm. 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text uh, 741-741. Those are the National Suicide Hotline. Call them right away if you're thinking about it. Okay. Uh, what will happen if they call that? that if, they, if they call that number, uh, I believe it's a counselor will, will answer. Okay. Um, so they're going to get a live human. They're going to get a live human. Yeah. And you'll be able to talk to somebody about what you're going through, and they'll give you some resources that you can reach out okay. to, like different therapy near you or right. psychiatrists and things like that. Okay. Uh, so that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is to answer the question about does it kind of happen all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Normally it seems as though it's something that's thought about for a long period of time. And yeah. it starts off with possible jokes like, man, I just not jokes, but like, I just don't want to be here anymore. Or I'm tired okay. of being here. Yeah. Small talk about it. Small talk about yeah. it. And then eventually it, it uh, incrementally increases and somebody is really saying like, I don't want to be here. Okay. And then that's when, they start to think about ways and all that stuff like that. And, and, you know, they go to that dark place. Um, but that's why we want to change the mental health stigma. I think man. what I would say to somebody, and I certainly am not a professional um, in this arena, but I would say to somebody that, that was contemplating that, um, you know, think carefully um, about that decision because it's amazing to me how one little pivot in life can change your entire velocity. Hmm. And um, I know probably I've never been in that dark place where I've thought about that. But if I were given advice as a non-professional and and I had picked up the phone, I would I would tell that person that I've been around so many people that you can just help pivot the little the smallest amount. And if you know things about degrees, sometimes it's just one or two degrees. Yeah, that's all it is. You know, when you're in a storm, it's amazing to me. You're out on the water or you're on the beach. And it's amazing to me how quickly you can be in the middle of a storm and then there be sunshine right there. Right. And so, you know, to me, I think it's it's a pivot of one degrees. And sometimes that means a pivot of the people that you want to be around influencing you that might be taking you to that dark place. The things that you're doing, uh, certainly if you're if it's drugs involved, you know, mm-hmm. it's amazing that one degree pivot of just getting clean and do that and and with people that are on drugs i'm sure that sounds horrible or might have you know dependencies with alcohol or whatever um but it's just i would tell them that you know it's not it's not a lie you don't have to change a billion things sometimes sometimes you just need to pivot a little bit yeah and a little you know just in a certain direction a little bit goes a long way a little bit goes a a long way goes a long way well and in a straight line you know as we pivot just a little bit when you get you know, uh, you know, 500 feet down the road, it's you're still close yeah. to that pl- same place. But when you get 
you know, five miles down the road, and that doesn't take long to go five yeah. miles, you're completely separated from where you were originally or where you were headed. That's true. And, and you know, that, that would be my message to people that, that might be dealing with that. I think that it's when, when you're actually going through uh, a, a mental breakdown, I'm going to call it that seizure. When you're going through a mental breakdown, what you just said is 100% right, you know, uh, but it's so hard to see it. You when need you're to going see some sunshine. It. You need to see some. That's sunshine. all you need. You need some sunshine on your face. I'm sure. Yeah, because you you, you kind of get it's like a fog is in your head and you don't know how to find your way out. You know. Yeah. So, but on a more positive note, um, you you will get out. Yeah, absolutely. You will I get mean, out. you know, that's just it's never the answer. So it's nice to know that those are the two points of contact to reach out to. Um, mm -hmm. so what's next? What's next for depression talks? I mean, what are your, what's, what's your goal? What do you want to have happen? Do you want that to be, you know, ultimately where do you want to be in there? And there's no wrong answer. You know how I, I am with my people. What I want to do with people is I want them to help build careers. It doesn't mean that they necessarily have to stay here. Right. For right. me, I always go, look, you got to give me a couple of years because it's a big investment when I onboard you as an employee. That's fair. However, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't mean that we're married, you know, <laughs> right, as employer right. employee. And that, that goes for everywhere. But you should also always buckle in, put in 24 months. But if, if I were to help you, um, you know, work on catapulting your five-year goal, right is where do we want to be in five years is depression talk uh, is it a business is it always going to be a hobby well, you mm. know what are your thoughts on that man that's such a great question so there are a few perspectives uh one i'm still trying to figure that out in terms of what exactly i want with this okay but mainly i would love to be able to do depression talks with emmanuel on youtube full-time mm-hmm uh, be able to speak on stages and go to different schools, organizations yeah. and talk about Help mental people. health. Yeah. And then also uh, I thought about doing a depression talks like phone line right. to where I can build a business where people can call in and talk to professionals mm -hmm. and about how they're feeling and what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do live streams every single Sunday sure. at 12 PM Eastern. And I had a, I had to phone it in stuff oh, uh, really? a phone in system if you will oh that's cool and somebody will call in and and it was just you just never know the impact that you can make on somebody just by allowing somebody to be able to talk about what they're going through yeah um so that's the long-term idea um depression talks phone line if you will yeah good good i love that it. you're a you're a true soldier and we need more people that are giving back good things and and um you know i hope you know, that that could be something that could just be massive for you. And I'm going to help wherever I can, you know, Appreciate to enable that, that dream. Um, but you. until then, we're going to keep uh, post-producing, uh, <laughs> you know, content on different yeah. things. And, and I hope this lends some credibility. It doesn't really fit in the business, you know, side of the right. wheelhouse. But I, I wanted to do some things on Brown on Brand um, that I could be passionate about. Mm -hmm. And people that, that touched me or businesses that I liked, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of grief from the outside to where people are like, oh, you know, you, you need to do this or you need to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm look, look, I said from the very beginning, this is going to be if podcast and a reality show had a baby, right. um, because I didn't want any rules. And I, and I initially wanted to talk to organizations and business that interested me and that I thought that they were run by people of character. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that was going to be a great format for me because it was interesting. 
And this is one of the things that interests me. And I, you know, and I didn't know how deep we would get with it today. And I'm glad we talked about some of the subjects we talked about. Um, you know, one of the things that is really the format for Brown on Brand is, you know, the word brand. And um, with anything that's successful, whether you're a, you know, a business, uh, a religious organization, uh, a nonprofit, uh, you know, anything past hobby status that you want to to take root branding is a big deal very what you know what can you share with us about um kind of what you found in branding so so what i realized about branding is that one uh you have to make sure your audience relates to what your mission is not what you do okay. a lot of people always talk about well our business is this we mm -hmm. sell vacuum cleaners and they clean your house we do right. this and it does that but if you say our vacuum cleaners help change the cleanliness of your home or it helps do something deeper than sure. just what you do. Um, that's what, that's what people gravitate towards. So, and also branding is essentially your message and your mission and your, uh, oh, I'm going to start that over. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Branding is. So essentially I believe that branding is your mission statement of why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. And, no matter, like you said, if you're a nonprofit, you're a religious organization, you're an entrepreneur trying to grow a new business, if your branding is not on point, then how are you going to get your mission out there? Yeah, yeah. And we've uh, we've spent the last couple of years learning that, how critical that is. Um, is it clear what you solve? Mm. Right? Wow, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Is it clear what you solve? That's is perfect. Is it clear what you solve, the problem you solve? Because that's that's really what business is about. And, and to be honest with you, um, it's critical in what you do mm -hmm. and, you know, getting straight to the point. And I'm sure some of the, the videos that you put together, that's the not so nice glamorous stuff are the things that if people are in that dark spot and they're who you're branding towards, who you're mm -hmm. trying to help. Um, those are the things that I'll bet people gravitate towards not knowing anything about your clicks. I would guess that gets the most engagement. It does is that kind of stuff. It does. Um, you have to understand your target audience. You have to understand what they want. You have to understand what they feel they need to hear. When's your next live event? My next live event is uh, Sunday. Um, okay. At every single Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Every at, single Sunday, yeah. 12 o'clock Eastern. Depression you talks can, with the manual. Depression talks with the manual. You can, uh, you know, be live with it. Yep, on YouTube. Make okay, sure awesome. YouTube. <laughs> well, listen, Emmanuel. It was a real pleasure. It's been a pleasure the last few months. Ooh, I hope it's more than 24 months. But if it's not, I hope, uh, if anything, that you reach all your goals in life. Because I'll tell you, you're a magical person to be around. Um, your talent is long and endless. I am looking forward to watching you progress. And I'm so proud to have you on my team. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And remember, subscribe to Brown on Brand at Thumbstopper.fm.